Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk here on CKCC Radio. I'm your host, Chris O'Mealy, joined alongside by Dan Peck. How's it going, everybody? No big letter Kenny quote? No. No, okay. We'll save those for another time. It's too early. It's not even noon yet. Yes, we're recording this on a Saturday morning, which is... The, uh, the unusual direction to go in, but yet, here we are. Uh, we got an episode for you guys this week. We don't have Glenn with us again. He is currently taking a short hiatus due to his work schedule, so Dan and I are just going to tag team this thing, talk about what's happening in the world of pro wrestling. And for those of you who are tuning in, I don't know how you're tuning in. It could be right through Podbean, or it could be through one of the other streaming services wherever you get your favorite podcasts. However you're doing it, we thank you. Now, if you guys are subscribing on Podbean, you'll notice this is not the only show that you get. You can get a lot of different shows in one location, including Dan and I reviewing every Simpsons ever on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. A new episode of Real Paranormal Talk will be dropping very shortly. Jeff took a week off because he was feeling under the weather. It's that dang coronavirus, Dan. Mm-hmm. So there'll be more Real Paranormal Talk coming your way. Uh, we're still uploading all the backlog of J Bunny's Music Hub. As a matter of fact, it is uh, today is Leap Day. It's February 29th, and the latest backlog episode actually just went up. It's the eighth episode, Three Pints Shy. So we're going through all of Jay Bunny's backlog so we can get to all that new stuff. And he does have some new stuff coming out pretty shortly. There's some stories about why that's not out yet. but And it's already scheduled. The second Motivational Moose podcast with Adrian Cotton is sitting in the archive waiting to go up. Uh, this upcoming Monday, which would be March the 2nd, at 6 in the morning, that episode will drop. So when you wake up for your morning commute on that Monday and you're like, how am I going to get through this week? You can listen to Motivational Moves and get your week set, get your whole month set. And new stuff possibly in the works with our, our boy Adrian Cotton. He presented another idea to me that I was a big fan of. And hopefully we'll uh, get that one going soon. Uh, we also have some non-podcasting content you guys can check out, including Mark Review's blog. Mark Adams doing his movie reviews. There's currently three articles up, including a review of the new Birds of Prey and an old review of Batman and Harley Quinn. And I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, his newest review was actually two movies in theaters. He went against his uh, his own gimmick just because he had to talk about them. You can check out Mark's reviews of Sonic the Hedgehog and Call of the Wild, because he's a big movie buff. Uh, Brian Beinman has some new art coming out. He just released art for The Old Great Movie Ride, which is no longer a thing at Disney's Hollywood Studios, because they got that new Mickey Mini Railroad adventure. And it's The Gangster and the Cowboy. It's a new art by Brian Beinman and... An old but still good Heather Quinn cosplay was posted on the page for Ash Wednesday, her cosplay of Ash Williams from the Evil Dead series. Mm-hmm. 
That's all stuff you can check out. And you can also check out our partner shows, which we promote every single week. That would be Mark Jabroni's Ring Rust, Blake and Sal show with Blake Riley and Sal Costa. And they've got a third person who joins them. Uh, Matt Hardman's Cinefan, or uh, Race Nerd Podcast. Cinefan is Jeff Trellowitz's other show. That's Jeff's Movie Reviews. And Race Nerd with Matt Hardman. And Ryan Newman is okay from that terrifying crash that he had at the Daytona 500. That's a good thing. So lots and lots of stuff for you guys to check out. So support us. Like, click, subscribe, and share. Just a simple share helps us out. And most likely a Twitch stream later today. Ah, there you go. It will be unavailable today as I am going to be doing commentary with my buddy Chris Decker for a... GSW one night re- return show to benefit a Cub Scout troop. So that's a near and dear to my heart, of course, being an Eagle Scout. And I'm looking forward to doing color commentary for the first time ever in my wrestling career. Well, on a professional level, not just watching video game matches. <laughs> I'm actually going to be doing commentary. And uh, Chris is a really fun guy to work with, so I'm really looking forward to that. A lot of friends going to be on that show. And the return of my own creation, the Blackjack Brawl. A match that I actually invented during my old EFED days. I was like, hey, how about a Royal Rumble with 21 people? And the big deal will be who gets the 21st spot. And then, of course, I've actually seen that exact thing done. Not to the same extent. Because they Aztec Warfare did a 21-person Aztec Warfare. Made a big deal about it. AEW's thing is 21 people, but they do them in groups of five and then the last person. Right, which is, um, I'm not really a big fan of that. I like the Rumble style better. <clears throat> or if you're going to do a Battle Royal, just get them all out there. But it doesn't matter. It, it is what it is. It's different. It's uh, it's their version of it. And it <clears throat> no one's ripping me off directly, but... <clears throat> So, Dan, you got some trivia for us this week, as well as an answer to last week. Last week's question was the CMLL Heavyweight Championship. It's been around since 1991, yet it only has this many champions. I'm going to say less than 30. It is less than 30. Ooh. It's actually pretty impressive. A belt that's been around for 29 years. And not counting vacant, 20 champions. That's crazy. Well, long title reigns. If you count vacant, 25. So still less than 30. (laughs) That's awesome. What you got for us this week? I was looking around the stuff, but I couldn't find uh, an exact timetable for one thing. So I might, if I can do better research later, do that question. But I went with this one instead. Remember the DDT Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship? Member? I member. Well, I want to know who had the most reigns as that champion. Ooh, damn. I got to think about who was in DDT first off. Heavy metal weight. Uh, Hopefully it was not Van Hammer. The worst. Heavy heavy metal weight Van Hammer. (laughs) Worst musical themed wrestler ever. Uh, best one might be Elias. In fact, I'd like to see Elias versus Man about, Mountain Rock. 
Yeah, man, Mountain Rock slash Max Payne or whatever. Yep. Else he was. <clears throat> so, it is February the 29th. Happens once every four years. Yes, it turns out the Earth doesn't take 365 days to go around the sun. It takes 365 days and six hours. So, to make up for it, gotta have a leap day. Do you also notice that leap day is always on presidential election year? Yeah, that's the thing. And Summer Olympics. Yep. Well, we might not have a Summer Olympics issue. Ah, uh, so... yes, that will be part of news coming up a little bit later. But as today is February the 29th, I want to quickly mention what's happening on the AEW pay-per-view happening this evening. I don't know when you're listening to this episode, so it might have already aired. Of course, I will not be able to watch it because I will be out doing my own thing with pro wrestling. And shout out to uh, Mr. Jan Batista, who I know will be there. Oh, yeah? Yes, sir. I can always convince him to come out to these wrestling shows. And Robbie Douse is going to be there, too. So shout out to our Club Kayfabe brethren who will come out to the show. Uh, also, shout out. I know that Dan Dahl and Adrian Cotton expressed interest in coming. I even offered to drive them. They just had to drive up from Maryland to come to my place. I take them the rest of the way. They'll not be able to make it, but they want me to keep them updated next time I'm going places. Dan did come with me to one of the Backbreaker Entertainment shows, and he had a really good time with that. So I know if it wasn't for the long drive for him, he'd probably come out to a lot more shows. But yes, the offer's still on the table, guys. But if you are watching AEW, pay-per-view is tonight. I believe this one's called Revolution. Yes. So let's discuss what's happening at AEW Revolution. Uh, first off, of course, you got SCU taking on the Dark Order. Big storyline there is they're trying to recruit Christopher Daniels. So we'll see how that one goes down. Um, uh, I don't AEW is too hard to predict because... They don't always go with the finishes that make the most sense for the long term, so I can't make predictions here. I would put SCU over, though, but I'm also a big fan of SCU, so. So, count uncensored. We're finally getting a Jake Hager match in AEW. With his, uh, his contract, he's not allowed to get physical. With his, uh, who's he working for? Bellator? Yeah, if he has a fight, if he's working for a fight, he can't take any bumps. But the most he can do is like shove somebody or, you know, close a door on their arm. Yeah, or do the stomp spot or whatever. But like, yeah, he can't get physical. He can't get too physical. And he's going to actually take on Dustin Rhodes in what should be a pretty dang good match. I mean, we know these guys can work. We've seen it before. It'll be a different dynamic, though, because now Hager's going to be probably incorporating some MMA style into his wrestling. But I bet he'll still bust out some of the old classics. And Dustin, best run of his career. I'm very interested to see Pac smack the shit out of Orange Cassidy. Because when Orange Cassidy actually gets going, he's not a bad worker once you get past past the shtick. But in reality, he's also not a very built worker. (laughs) So... Psychology says Pac should kick the shit out of him. Also, Pac's kind of a nasty bastard. Oh, bastard. He's a, he is a bastard. You know how I know he's a bastard? He tells me every time he opens his mouth. Mm. 
Uh, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. <clears throat> that could be an an undermatch show stealer because these are two young up and coming talents who are very talented and have very bright futures. I'd watch this one very closely. Doesn't even matter who goes over in this one. Give them time, let them shine. Best match of the year will probably best match of the year. Best match of the night will probably be Cody versus MJF though. Uh, two absolute masters of their craft and MJF can and will be a huge star in pro wrestling. Huge star. This is what we've been doing. He's already towards. top heel in a major company. Yeah, and he's uh he's freaking amazing everything he does. He's got the he's got his basics down so hard that he that everything he does makes sense in a psychological standpoint. And Cody, who psychologically speaking is the best worker in AEW, there's no excuse for them to not have a five-star match. <clears throat> the only way they won't have a five-star match, honestly, is if it's just some uh, some shenanery goes down. But, again, we'll see. Because the uh, TakeOver Portland, if you guys are VIPs, you'll know that shenanery went down in one match that we're already calling match of the year worthy. Despite the shenanery. So, it's possible. Very possible. Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. AEW women's title that should be interesting because they're actually using their own stat gimmick to give Chris Statlander a shot at the title <laughs> using the stats to give someone named stat oh, I was just about to make that joke yes hopefully like they need to find someone that Nyla Rose gels with better than everybody that she's fought so far other than like the multi-women matches where you can you know cover somebody not having great chemistry because the other people do you know what they should be doing with Nyla Rose they should. She should be working out with Awesome Kong every single show, <clears throat> and Kong should be teaching her how to wrestle big woman style while I mean, still. That's why she's there, right? Yeah, <clears throat> she should be teaching her how to do this style without actually killing any of her opponents. And we all know Kong can have fantastic matches because we've seen the matches Awesome Kong has had. Some of TNA's best women's matches have involved her, so. Well, y'all know my opinion about Omega and the Young Bucks, so I'm not going to say it again. But I do think that Young Bucks will probably win the tag titles from Omega and Page because the storyline is Hangman Page's dissension, and especially involving the Young Bucks because they're all supposed to be these allies. So I think this will be the cataclyst that turns Hangman Page into a full-blown, drunken, stupering heel, and he will probably go after Kenny Omega. And the Bucks will take the titles, and that program will be ended, and then they'll feud with whoever is next in line. Private Party, whoever. Uh, Dark Order, SoCal. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would do it anyway. If you want to do this dissension angle, go for it. And uh, get Hangman. Yeah, I expect Omega or Hangman is going to fuck the other one over. Well, it'd be cool if Omega did it, but I don't think Omega as a heel right now would be a good idea because he's over with their audience to a pretty big degree and I think that would be unless he's going to start pulling out some Britt Baker shit and be like and, and immediately make you go oh turning him heel was the best thing ever but I think right now he's more effective as a babyface and I'd keep him that way Paige is the one that needs all the exposure here because he's the one uh, least over to this audience 
Because the Bucks and Omega are always going to be over to the AEW crowd because they're part of the... You know, that's why a lot of these fans came over in the first place. So... But who knows? They could they could do a fucking swerve, bro. <clears throat> Entirely possible. As far as your main event goes, Jericho versus Moxley. Jericho has been champ for a while. Moxley is a pretty big star. If you're going to take the title off of Chris Jericho... I fully expect it. Yeah, this would be a good, not only a good time to do it, but a good person to put it on too, because we all know Moxley can carry the company. You know how we know this? Because he's already done it. So, yeah. Should be a pretty decent show. I might actually go out of my way to watch it maybe uh, tomorrow and give some thoughts later on. Um, By the way, Lance Archer is officially All Elite. And uh, Jericho cut seven stitches from that Moxley headbutt that he took. So there should be some... There's going to be color in that match. So we've got uh, an eye and... Uh, right next to the eye. An eye for a forehead? An eye for a right by the eye? <laughs> an, eye for, an eye for an eyebrow? That would be pretty funny. <laughs> an eyebrow for an eye, actually. I think it would. Right. Now, we're going to switch gears here. Move over to WWE. Uh, big controversy coming out of uh, Super Showdown. Because you they, don't say. they put the title on Bill Goldberg and... A lot of fans are pissed. Once again, the cancel the network thing is trending. I've already expressed. Well, you, you're that. likely going to be able to cancel the network and still get the pay per view. Yes, yes, because they are considering a new streaming service for just their pay per views. Which yeah, we mentioned it before that they're they're looking to get it on other streaming services the pay per views. Which has led people to immediately discuss, well, I'll get rid of the network if the pay-per-views aren't on the network. And I'm like, whoa, 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 they never said that. Yeah. Maybe it won't air live on the network. But oh, it- no, I, 100%. It better be on the fucking network. Because <laughs> that is a, that people jumping to that conclusion saying that, that it is a worthy to uh, cancel over. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's plenty of history. Personally, me, I've seen almost, I've seen every pay-per-view until WrestleMania 21, which since then I've seen every pay-per-view until SummerSlam 2018. <laughs> so, like, like, you know, they're talking like, you can still get the pay-per-view on the network, and it's probably still the best way to get it. But if you're some freaking loser, you can order it on your Hulu or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I mean, if that's the way it goes down, I'm I'm okay with it because it gives more options and more people will probably go for it. There's no way they're going to have it not be on the network. By the way, I would never cancel the network even if they did get rid of that element because you know why? Because even if it was just those pay-per-views, you're probably still getting takeovers. And all that classic content to me is worth it because I watch a lot of that classic content. And I like a lot of their original shows. You know what I mean? Like, they're still... I, I... Well, they're talking about... They're still talking about a tiered system where if you give them twice as much money, you get more exclusive content. And, like, you're not going to do that and then get rid of the live pay-per-views as well. No. If anything, that's... that should be the tier where the live pay-per-view would go to. If that's how you want to do it. But, oh, again... Shit. I mean, they technically do... They do have the free version where it's basically you get the YouTube videos... 
where all you're getting is the stuff that's on YouTube anyway. So You, you know what they should do for their free version? Their free version actually should just be whatever is streaming at that moment. Like, you just get the live feed, but not pay-per-view. You don't get you don't not get the event. Yeah, but you can still get the live feed. You just can't choose what's on demand. I mean, that would make sense. It would be like watching a TV a TV channel. Oh well, Tota Bellas is on right now. Well, guess what I'm watching? They're showing, I know that they're showing a uh, because it's Real Rumble time. They're showing last year's Real Rumble. You're not going to be able to see this year's Real Rumble for free, but. You imagine that, like the six hours that Sunday, where there's nothing on there. Yeah, it's just a black screen. Well, it would probably be like an info screen, like go here, to, like subscribe now, and you get to see it, or go here, and here are your options yeah. how to do it. You know what's going to happen though if they actually did get rid of pay per views on the on the network, people would just go back to illegal streaming. Yep. Which I know the network has done a very good job of dissipating a lot of that. So that well, with it be... only being ten dollars, right? Like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with like New Japan; it's less than ten dollars because it's nine hundred ninety nine yen, which ends up being like nine fifty seven most times. <laughs> yup. <laughs> yup. So, yeah, there's always a way to do it. People are gonna find it. Um, so back real quick to Goldberg, which is causing this controversy. Um, my initial, well, here's the thing. My initial reaction, of course, was this is crap and I'm not a fan of Goldberg being a champ in 2020, but you know, it's, you know, it's because they want to do Goldberg versus Roman and they want to make it for the title and they want it to be a big selling match. So... Is I, it though? Like, and I saw like workers that are like, "Yeah, man, you'll get lapsed fans to come and buy that shit." And I'm like, "Will they though?" Like, say you haven't watched since WCW went of business. Are you stupid enough to think that Bill Goldberg's still 31 years old? I mean, some people really <laughs> well, like then again, Bill Goldberg. And again, you, you go to a family wedding and you see an uncle you haven't seen in 20 years, and they go, "Oh, you're an adult." I'm like, yeah, 20 years. It's 20 years for everybody. <laughs> I'm not a teenager anymore. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, I love that. Look how big you've gotten. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> it's not like it's not like it's been 1 year and you had your growth spurt. It's like the last time you saw me, I was twelve. I'm I'm in my mid thirties now. The fuck you thought? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that happens. But I was gonna be twelve around. perpetually. <laughs> happens all the time. Just because you've been old as hell for the last twenty years. So anyway, uh, <laughs> will Goldberg versus Roman sell? Eh, jury's out. But that's what they want. But we're do. still having that King of the Spear match I've been talking about. Yeah. Just not with Edge, but with Goldberg. Uh, Which but, thus makes it much worse. 
Well, they also took the title off The Fiend because they really wanted him versus Cena at WrestleMania without the title being in the way. And if you're going to do a John Cena match against The Fiend, that will probably be better than The Fiend versus Roman anyway. So Probably. Because this means The Fiend might win. Yeah. Fiend yeah. probably will win. <laughs> so, uh, other big... Um, other big rumors, Divas of Doom are coming back again to face the Kabuki Warriors for the... Yeah, Beth Beth is going to be on Raw talking about how Edge is doing since Randy Orton's attack. Yeah, I'm which... sure somebody will... The Kabuki Warriors will come out and be like, we don't care! Yep. Screaming in be Japanese. like, bitch, please, Natty, come over here. Screaming in <laughs> Japanese, exactly. Uh, oh, you know... yeah, and Kyrie's going to say, we're going to kick your fucking asses, but in Japanese. <laughs> yep. Kyrie, the newly married Kyrie Sane. Sorry, Dan. We don't care. It's another one off the list. Uh, you know who will not be on Raw though, and that's Samoa Joe because he done, he done got hurt and he done got suspended for thirty days. Which is like, I always find it weird when someone's out with an injury and then they suspend them for thirty days. And it's like, wouldn't it be more? I know it's be, I know it's like an unpaid suspension thing, but wouldn't it be more effective to suspend him? After he gets cleared, and he's supposed to be back on TV, and you're like, "Nope, you got to miss 30 more days." That then never well, made any sense the, to me because the pay thing is probably. It. <clears throat> well, and, I mean, there could be an outside chance. They're like, "Hey, come on the show anyway and talk." Though you don't have to take any bumps or do anything besides call someone a bitch. Well, yeah, because and... he was doing the commentary <laughs> thing, and he was really good at it. Yeah, apparently Vince McMahon loved him, or Joe was. Making jokes about Mr. McMahon loving him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so of course, uh, we do have a rumor mill that Otis versus Dolph will be a thing at WrestleMania, which, with the Mandy Rose thing, that makes sense. And if that will probably be one of the big catalysts to making Otis a single star, because I know they've been harping on that for a long time, that, oh, we want to split up heavy machinery because we like this guy, but not the other guy. So, To be fair, who... Doesn't like Otis more than Tucker. <laughs> Tucky! Big fucky Tucky. Otis is a very entertaining character, so... I, I, I Man, you get yourself a big guy with some charisma, dude. It's, like, been a gold mine since the 70s, brother. Yeah. Big boy with some charisma. And the fans latched onto him, and they like him. So, you already got a... You got a tailor-made guy right there. So... Who out there is a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan? You're going to have a very shitty march, right, Dan? Yeah. So what? So the coronavirus has been canceling a lot of stuff. What? What have we? Mm-hmm. What are we losing right now because of the coronavirus? Well, I know uh, Stardom had canceled some shows previously, and a bunch of other kind of stuff that happened. Uh, previously, New Japan just put out a thing of like, "Hey, don't be dumb." Wash yourself, wear a mask, and we'll be fine. But at this point, the government, everyone's like, no. And so they've canceled the shows from the 1st to the 15th, which includes the anniversary show, which would have had Naito versus Hiromu. And they canceled the first eight shows of the New Japan Cup as a result as well. So they're going to have to scramble and figure that out too. And on top of that, Dick Pound... From the International Olympic 
committee says you got to get this figured out by May, by sometime in May. Otherwise, there won't be an Olympics this year. Jesus. Yeah, the uh, in the, I mean, it's a good thing because if this disease really is spreading, and we are facing an outbreak. It's better to cancel a lot of these big human gatherings. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's also a little ridiculous that we have to lose so much stuff from something that like. It's essentially like a really bad cold, except for like, like any really bad cold. If you don't take yourself, take good care of yourself, you can die. Right. It's actually, it's still worse to get the flu. But, you know, this is how people react to everything, so. You gotta, if you freaking wash yourself and keep drinking your water, you should be good even if you get it. And if you're, and if you're like me and you avoid human interaction <laughs> on principle. <laughs> yeah, my issue is like, I don't, I'm pretty much a shut-in, but my sister works at Walmart. Yes. And my grandmother does stuff almost every day with old people. <laughs> so it could come home. You're just like, oh, time to barricade yourself in the bedroom. Install little flaps so people can pass you food. <laughs> and then and then get a hazard suit for when you got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, Sterilize. <clears throat> good stuff except it's not good stuff it's bad stuff it's not. but let's talk about some good stuff that did happen with uh with new japan oh yeah because we uh when we recorded last week we hadn't gotten to nakanishi's retirement show not yet so uh his final match was a uh, atomicos tag it ends with him taking everybody's finisher and getting pinned Damn. With a high fly flow from the ace. Damn. And then it's retirement ceremony time, and the dude, they immediately start bringing out the guys that like trained him and were like the big stars when he was starting up. And he just turned into a kid and didn't know what to do and <laughs> was intimidated the whole time. It was hilarious. They're like, no, 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 hold the flowers in this direction so they can actually see the flowers and all kind and stand in the middle of the ring, damn it. <laughs> It's just like all the time, dude. That's turned into that like twenty year old kid. That's again. the best though, because that is the type of stuff that makes me that makes me love watching when you when you get to see somebody who who morphs back into the uh, the fan that made them get into wrestling in the first place. That's uh, so. So the, yeah, so the special guests were Seiji Sakaguchi, who co-founded New Japan. That's awesome. Uh, and then Hiroshi Hase, who was there early in the week. Ricky Choshu was there early in the week. And Tatsumi Fujinami's been there early in the week. Actually, Hiroshi Hase was sitting at ringside and no one noticed it. <laughs> he watched the entire show and he even said it during his little speech. He's like, Yeah, I haven't watched the entire show in forever because he's a government official. Like, if he comes in for a thing, he comes in for like that hour he has to do that thing. But he was there the whole show. <clears throat> so, yeah. So you did at least get some good stuff there. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, as you guys know, we do have a patron, patron.com slash clubkfabe. And if you sign up for five bucks a month, you get exclusive content, including your very own VIP Wrestle Talk. On this week's Wrestle Talk, we're going to review the very first two episodes of Monday Night Raw from January 11th and January 18th, 1993. And we're going to take a look back on some of our favorite black wrestlers, with February, of course, being Black History Month. So we'll go through the archive of black wrestlers and pick out the best of the best and who our personal favorites are. If you've been following the show for a while, you already know who I'm going to say. But maybe you can guess, and maybe you'll be right. T. Ahmed Johnson. It will not be Big T Ahmed Johnson, <laughs> who was the shits. But nobody was. But I think people were too afraid to tell him that because he'd eat them alive. That was a scary dude. He was of blood. <laughs> yeah, he he's okay with murder. <clears throat> All right. So this week we got some questions we're going to answer here on the show. Uh, this first question comes from listener Russell Wright. You have been given the power to pardon a bad wrestling creative decision. What would you pardon? So basically, you could almost rewrite history by saying, okay. This is now no longer wrestle crap. It's wrestle gold. Wrestle gold. Man, what would I change the course of history to make an awful thing good uh i i can come up with just one thing but it's a big thing the invasion you fix the wrestling creative in the invasion and you'd have a whole different history today i bet you might not even have a tna there might not even there definitely wouldn't be an aew I think the mm-hmm. whole scene would be different if they had done the invasion correctly. If they had, uh, all right, well, you know what? A lot of those were business decisions because of the Turner contracts. But still, you could have executed the actual beginning part of the invasion a little better. You know, DDP and Booker T being decently big stars over there. You could have at least had them, like DDP's introduction was probably the worst decision ever because he went after Sarah Undertaker and then Undertaker they didn't even have a match. Undertaker just beat the shit out of him for 20 minutes. And then even Undertaker didn't want Sarah Undertaker anymore after that. (laughs) Nope. He wanted Michelle McCool. Yeah, that's a a good one. That was pretty botched. Like, I don't even know why, like, they didn't go with the original idea of running WCW shows. (laughs) Well, as it's been documented, that is Buff Bagwell's fault. <laughs> because fucked up so bad in that one match. Well, the other person, somebody, it was supposed to be Booker versus Lance Storm. And somebody at the last minute decided Buff was bigger star power. So they put him out there. And if we had gotten Booker versus Lance Storm, it might have gone the way it was supposed to go. But somebody in creative was like, this is not going to work. We need to do Buff. He's a bigger star, and we all saw what happened there. Or somebody purposely sabotaged it. And maybe it was Buff Bagwell. So if I was going to go back in time and <laughs> switch the thing, I would switch that back to being a Landstorm match. 
<laughs> so you can literally thank if you hate the brand extension, you can thank Buff Bagwell for it. Because <laughs> you know the funny thing is because what we were asking for was would have technically been a brand extension because they would have been running WCW shows weekly as well. <laughs> yes, true. But the they even br- blocked out two hours of television on Saturday night. Yep. To be that, and it ended up being that confidential show, which was very good for, like, the year and a half it lasted. Um, But, like, still, like, that was supposed to be, like, the Alliance TV show. Oh, other thing I would have done to fix that is go back and not have ECW join WCW. Yeah. That was one of the nights where I had <coughs> one of my biggest markout moments, and then an hour later had one of my biggest disappointments <clears throat> in wrestling history. It shouldn't have been Stephanie. It should. Well, have that's been. definitely. You should, should just let Paul be be the leader of UCW. Ooh, I got another one <clears throat> of uh, one of the worst creative decisions ever because it started. Uh, it started the official death of WCW. The uh, <clears throat> Goldberg losing the st- uh, Goldberg streak ending. It was not time to end the streak. Everybody has said it. Bobby Heenan famously said it. He said that was the stupidest decision the company ever made. It was not time to end Goldberg's streak, and it was definitely not supposed. It definitely should not have been ended by Kevin Nash of all people. So there you go. I think I think that's what it basically boils down to. WCW was at one point the juggernaut in pro wrestling, and it fell as it fell as fast as it rose. It literally fell as fast as it rose. <laughs> as far as other creative decisions that I would pardon, I mean, those are really the big ones because that would actually rewrite history. <clears throat> but uh, I al- always hated the creative decision to end the Paul Burchill pirate gimmick because Vince didn't get it. Like, that always bugged me, because I really feel like that had... That was a silly gimmick that had legs to stand on and could have actually been a power player. Why is he doing this Jean-Pierre Lafitte work stuff, man? Ah, I don't get it. (laughs) Vince does not see movies. Well, Vince had to be told that Asian porn exists and white men like it. By Jim Ross of all people. <laughs> well, you see, uh, Asian women have a uh, smoother skin. Oh, that was another thing that somebody pointed out that Jim Ross didn't know what anime was on AEW commentary, and they're like, "Oh, please, Jim. Yes, you do. You explain to Vince what Asian porn is. You definitely know what anime is at the very least." <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a good point, actually. <laughs> oh dear. All right, another question here in the Q&A from listener Randy Moyer and patron Randy Moyer, who's the master of the questions because he gets one in every single week. He said he was listening to the Grilling JR podcast where they reviewed the match between Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express from Wrestle War 1990 pay-per-view, which was an in-ring rivalry that spanned across decades. Yes, it did. Rock and Roll and Midnight, two of the best tag teams of all time, and they had an intense tag team rivalry. So here's his question. It's a two-parter. Do you think that there is a tag team rivalry that could replicate the success and rivalry in the common era? Or are there any two teams feuding now that you could put back in the 80s and 90s that could replicate the long-term success and or rivalry? 
Well, I can tell you that one half of the answer to this question would be the revival. Because if you want to get somebody who actually knows 80s style and knows ring psychology and has excellent tag team matches every time, I would go with Dash and Dawson first and foremost. So, as far as who they feud with, I mean, their best feud, I think, was with DIY. So, I would put those two teams back in the 80s and 90s, and I you would, I would think I would see some long-term success there. As far as a tag team rivalry today that could duplicate that, unless you put those guys back together, I just don't see it, because I don't see tag teams right now that have the same... Uh, there are no heated tag team rivalries at the moment, which is a problem. So that already takes that part of the question out. Um, as far as creating one, I would still go with the revival. And I think if you put them up against, oh, maybe like Fish and O'Reilly would be a good one there. Um, that'd probably be the best way to do it. But in that case, you'd have to take Fish and O'Reilly out of Undisputed Era and let them be a tag team. Because otherwise there would always be too much... Well, no, that's not true, because Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express did have third members at some points. Whether they were official members or... They also had managers doing all the... Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, no, I think that's... I think between those three tag teams, DIY, the former Red Dragon... And the revival, I think those would be your best bets. What do you? What about you, Dan? Who would you put in there? Well, I don't know about going back, but I think of modern wise, maybe like the way that uh, Lucha Bros and Bucks started in AEW was like that. Like they could just go forever, but now, like as far as I've seen, the tag team in AEW was just like it's so even across the board that anybody could be anybody anytime. That's always that's a pro, that's fifty fifty booking though, and that's not an AEW problem. That's an industry problem. Fifty fifty booking doesn't get anybody over. I get it in the interest of quote unquote fairness, but yet fifty fifty booking does not work, and it's been proven. Because you know, I mean, the best way to get somebody over is to introduce them, give them a couple of squash matches to show what they can do, and then get start giving them your real feuds. Well, I mean, one of the best feuds of all time, the other guy, the one guy never won a match, and that's Raven and Tommy. Tommy never beat him. No. Nope. Didn't didn't it, didn't it actually happen once Tommy beat Raven, he was really pissed about it because he didn't want to? Or did they actually end that clean? I don't remember. No, the thing that Tommy was pissed about was when he won the world title. Oh, yeah, because he never wanted to win the title. But they they were forced to put it on him because he was the only guy they knew he wasn't going to walk. Because they literally just had to have a WWE contracted wrestler be a WCW contracted wrestler for the ECW title. Hey, there's a creative decision we could fix. The uh, That freaking match between Awesome and Taz actually really hurt ECW as a whole. Didn't hurt either competitor, but it hurt the ECW title. They should have had a they should have had a much better match than a minute and thirteen seconds. Well, it was a three way, and then he had one of his classics with Masato Tanaka for the rest of that match. Taz is lit. Taz is a Taz is eliminated. I remember that. 
Oh, I, I was Tanaka. actually what I was referring to was the uh, was the uh, the singles match. Oh, where, where okay, when Taz won the title, Ta- yeah, and 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 uh, Awesome just got up. I almost said Kong, <laughs> wrong Awesome. Awesome got up and just walked out because they told him to. He didn't even get to walk in. <clears throat> he didn't even get to walk in through like the boys' entrance or anything like that. He had to come in through the back and. He was the outsider, leave, yeah. And then leave right away. Because they had outsider. to do a lot of suing and counter-suing before they could get him to show at the show. <laughs> I thought of another creative decision I would fix. Let CM Punk have his goddamn WrestleMania main event because he might actually still be with the company. That's all he fucking wanted. Let CM Punk have... CM Punk was champion... For well over a year, and main evented like two pay per views in that time. Yeah, they they always dropped the ball, and he was the best worker they had. Dropped and at that point, he was even outselling Cena in merchandise. Yep, statistically proven. Hey, you know who else outsold Cena in merchandise at one point? Zack Ryder. So we clearly know that don't mean shit. So they made Zack Ryder a fucking cuck. So stupid. Uh, yeah, but I think that answers the. Uh, I think that answers our questions this week. I think uh, I don't think you can get get a better tag team there for a. But yeah, revival is half of them. Like, and then if you can mix it up, revival and maybe someone from AEW or something. Like, I, I want think... to see them finally face the Bucks. Like, because that's the dynamic that we would want, right? Because we had the um, rock and roll were more flippy flyy guys. Now Gibson was was more Matt based, but he would still do top rope stuff. Uh, but because they were the heels, Midnight's kept it on the ground except for the flying leg drop at the end, right? So I think uh, I'd want to see revival control it though, because the Bucks do not have fun. Have uh, they don't do basics in their matches? They they're they focus on their high spots, but. Can you imagine two guys as dedicated to psychology as the revival facing two guys who literally get over by doing whatever they want and not what the promoter wants? I think that would be a really good match because I think it would become a shoot at one point because I feel like Dash and Dawson would get really frustrated with Matt and Nick and then Matt and Nick would get really frustrated with Dash and Dawson for being the way they are and I think some live rounds would get thrown in that one. But I think the revival would actually be better in AEW. Uh, I wouldn't pick the Bucks though. I would do Private Party. I would like to see the revival versus Private Party, and I'd like to see the revival versus um, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. I just like to see them over there mixing it up, right? They, they got a lot of with... they got a lot of guys that are too similar in style in their tag division. Well, that's the other problem. A- one of AEW's biggest booking issues is they don't have agents doing the. Uh, this is a this is a big problem on the indies. Nobody's doing the. Uh, hey, in this match they're doing this stuff, so don't do this stuff because nobody's actually telling them. That's. Annoying as hell. 
because that's what causes a lot of the problems. You know, like when you have when you have an indie show, and two two guys go out first, and they do X X Y and Z spot, and then the next two people go out and they do X Y and Z spot as well, except they do it Z X Y. The fans are just like, well, goddamn, this is this is horseshit because it is. <clears throat> and AEW needs people to actually be in there controlling some of that shit. They have agents who are smart enough to do this, so... Uh, but you NXT know what? NXT has some issues with that at takeovers with the kickout stuff. They do it the last couple, last two, three matches. It's just... Yeah. Yes. Agreed. It's an industry-wide problem. It's more noticeable in AEW. You know who they should be watching? I'll tell you right now, New Japan Pro Wrestling, because they're really good at varying up their shit. Really, really good at varying up their shit. So, hey, <laughs> that's what you guys should be studying. Start studying. Yeah, watch those New Japan shows that are, oh, wait. Oh, well. Well, there goes that. All right, but I think Just we've pull up the backlog. <laughs> I think we've answered enough questions this week. I think it's time for me to dish out some dang points, or perhaps or consequences, or perhaps consequences. This week's game you came up with was get a TV character. Tell them what their finisher and their entrance music is, and if you use their entrance to use their the theme song to their TV show, then you're fucked. <laughs> I hope somebody did that. So yeah. Here we go. Well, I also had to come up with a game at the last minute because this was supposed to be Glenn's week, and he decided he would not participate in the show, which means he probably participated in the game, which means he's going to officially pull ahead of us in points, and we will no longer be able to be competitive with Glenn, which is fine because you know what? I don't compete when I do my entries. I just do it because I think it's fun to to make you guys laugh. So, well, I mean, just, we're gonna just even it out anyway, right? Just Glenn will get two weeks in a row or whatever, <laughs> make up for it. Uh, um, if if we get that far, yeah. He has said so. he, he has said he could might he might be on an extended hiatus. So we shall see. All right, yeah, I'm I'm ready. <clears throat> the Doctor finishes opponents with the Sonic Screwdriver and enters to Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I love the fact that the Doctor's coming out to the Time Warp. That is awesome. Sonic Screwdriver, that's on the nose, but still still good. But damn, it, that's I like the Time Warp idea for the Doctor. Which Doctor, though? Doesn't matter which one. Just whatever, whichever one is currently the Doctor. I would say. Well, when I used to download Dr. Cause, <clears throat> I would, uh, it would almost always be whichever one was the newest one, depending on when the game came out. But usually the best ones that I could find were always Eccleston and Smith. Mm -hmm. it, which is funny because I, I expected more David Tennant, but I also feel like when I would find a David Tennant version, it didn't look very good. So. Maybe it's just easier to make Matt Smith or Chris Eccleston's faces. 
I mean, if you're going to pick a doctor as a fighter, it would be the third doctor because he knew Venusian karate. Yes. Or do the fourth one because he was the most popular. Yeah. Still good. I, I like... <clears throat> I don't know what the sonic screwdriver is, but... Well, I imagine it would be the Steiner screwdriver, but calling it the sonic screwdriver. Well, it's points, so... It's points. Tony Soprano uses the move, the mob hit, and enters to New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. I like this because that actually fits Tony Soprano's character because he didn't. He basically always had on like a like a classic station. That was his. Uh, that was his thing. And of course, even though he's a Jersey guy, he's still coming out to Frankie Sinatra. So start yeah. spreading the news. Uh, I got to rewatch that show. Yeah, that's points. Yeah, now it's getting been a while since I watched it. And I Inspector... convinced you to watch it. Yeah, Inspector Gadget locks in the mandible Dr. Claw and enters <laughs> to wake me up before you go-go. Oh, my God. Well, I can tell you where your first earmark's fallen in place. <laughs> mandible Dr. Claw. Uh, I like Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. I was like, why the... Oh, yeah, Go-Go. That's okay. really funny. Oh, it's Go-Go Gadget. Very clever. Earmark. Earmark. Steve Urkel will use the cheese grater as his <laughs> finisher and enters the ring to Weird Science. Oh, that's perfect. That is perfect. That is points. Pointies. Can you imagine those promos? <laughs> and you're gonna fall victim to my cheese grater. <laughs> Actually, after he wins the match, he just stands up and goes, Did I do that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Eric Cartman finishes opponents with the Respect My Thorta driver. <laughs> He enters the ring with Sir Mix-a-Lot's baby got back. Because he's fat? Because he's fat. Yep. Uh, 50 points for the Respect My Authority driver, which is awesome. Uh, I'm not a fan of the baby got back because this is Cartman you're talking about. And he 100% should have came out to the ring to uh, to sail away. Sailing. Yes. To sail away, that he, or you could have even done a poker face. That would have also been acceptable. Man, 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 man. Pet, 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 poker face. But you get fifty points for the respect my authority driver because that's awesome. Especially if he's screaming it as he's hitting the move. Respect my authority. Walter White enters the ring to Breaking the Law by Judas Priest before yep. finishing his opponents with the blue crystal meth bomb. On the nose, but that's what I wanted. Points. You get the <laughs> Breaking the law. Breaking the law. When Skillet plays legendary, you know you'll see Barney Stinson catch someone <laughs> with a suit-up sleeper hole. There you go. I don't even watch How I Met Your Mother, and I love this one. I tried two times to get into that show, and each time I bowed out in the first season. 
I have to try one. I'm going to try one more time. To actually I heard it's it one me. of those shows where you gotta they gotta establish and then you get the thing. But that's how a lot of shows are. But you know what? I've also bowed out of other shows in the past. You know, a show I bowed out of very quickly and then decided to give it a second try. Letter Kenny. I watched two episodes and I wasn't feeling it, so I was like, I don't think I'm going to watch this show. And then people convinced me to give it another try. I rewatched the first two episodes and I'm like, what was wrong with me? These are brilliant. <laughs> and then there we go. And spoke for itself. I've bat out of a couple of shows and come back. I'm still struggling to get through the first season of Community. And it's not even that I don't like it. I'm just, it's not a show that's hooked me to the point where I feel like I need to watch it. If that makes sense. But I'm still enjoying it. So problem is now I'm hooked on Clone Wars. So that's a thing too. Uh, yes, this is good and it gets points. Which Clone Wars you have to pay super attention to. To know where you're going and what you're doing. Yes, but I'm really happy I'm doing it in the order I'm doing it in. Because it's made the show super enjoyable. Because yeah, because I got that list too. It like starts with like a season three and a season two episode and then the movie. And you're like, it doesn't start with 101. No. Thankfully there's two seasons where you just watch the entire season. Yes. <laughs> Which is Cause... funny. Cause I'm, I'm halfway through season two, but it's like, but am I? Cause I've already watched like three episodes that have yet to come. But it's they... really weird. But well, yeah, that's my next thing. That's, too. that's an issue with the time skipping thing. But yeah, it's uh, it's so really weird. good. Anyway, our next one: Pee Wee Herman enters the ring to beat it by Michael Jackson and <laughs> hits them with his finishing move, the one-handed power stroke. God damn it! Remember that thing that happened like twenty-five years ago? <laughs> yeah, you know how I remember because we're still talking about it. He's never gonna live that down. That's gonna be part of Paul Rubin's legacy. Uh, that is another earmark. I'd like to revisit this one. How dare he jerk off while watching porn? Just because he was famous. That's the only reason. It's the only reason it became a story was because he's famous. So that's an earmark for Pee-wee Herman. Okay. <laughs> it's a hand mark. <laughs> Ned Stark confidently enters the ring to Queens. Don't lose your head. Oh. Ned will finish his opponents with Off With Your Head. This version of the GTR. <laughs> I like this. And I'm going to give you your points, but I don't like how you went twice with the off your head reference, which wasn't, uh, it was a little too similar for me, dog. And I feel like you, you had me with don't lose your head by queen. Cause that's brilliant, but you lost your earmark by doing two off what your head jokes with Ned Stark. You could have, I don't know. You could have said something about him being too trusting or too loyal or. Yeah, there's there's ways you I there's ways you could have gone with that. Good attempt though. You get your full points, but you you missed out on earmark, bruh. Okay. What's well, sup dog? Sup dog. I'm assuming it's a bra. I don't I feel like no women play anymore. Because Josette Myers only plays on occasion and Melissa Hatfield hasn't played in like three years. <laughs> so it's all down to sausage fest. Bruce Man. To calming nature sounds. Once the match starts, however, he transforms and finishes with the Hulk smash, which is an F5 off the top turnbuckle. Then the nature sounds start again as the match ends and Bruce becomes himself again. So it's mankind. 
That's literally mankind. Oh, that's a really clever take. I like that. I like that. F5 mm. off the top turnbuckle. So, yeah. So, the opponents are dead. <laughs> See, I would have been more of a stickler about this one. For which? Uh, because on the television show, he was David Banner. Because Bruce is too gay of a name. <laughs> but isn't the but I guess you could claim a Avengers cartoon or something like that. I'm sure there's been a whole cartoon, so you probably can get away with it. <laughs> well, if that's the way you gotta do it. But I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's... I mean, there's like the Hulk and the Agents of Smash, so he's probably like... I mean, is he just the Hulk in that show? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, you know what? It's getting points anyway, because I'm as awarding the points, not you. Yeah. So, was, I mean, that's probably what I would have done. I would have been like, no, but then, oh, yeah, but he was in cartoons, so maybe, so yeah. So that would have gotten back to points anyway, so. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're getting points for whole, an F5 off the top turnbuckle, which is literally <laughs> no, fuck shit. Fuck, fuck everyone, apparently. Imagine just a straight drop from freaking 10 feet up. <laughs> no. <laughs> onto, a, onto a ring mat. There are reasons why I don't bump. We are now at the Chase Owens countdown. Lindsay, who is not wrestling this week, oh, <laughs> coronavirus. Because hashtag coronavirus. Yeah, like two days after hashtag they... hashtag coronavirus cancellation. That's the title of the episode. Now. After they freaking give us the full brackets, everyone's getting hype, and then coronavirus canceled. Bullshit. Uh, and then my favorite <laughs> is the picture. The picture of uh, Ibushi and Tanahashi with Tanahashi's, like, slightly hiding behind... Oh, yeah. Me excited yeah. about New Japan, and that's coronavirus. Me excited for the New Japan Cup, and then coronavirus. Anyway, Chase Owens Countdown. Red Foreman comes out to Tom Petty's dumbass song before hitting his signature big boot up the ass finisher. Oh, dear. I, don't, I do not want to take that finisher at all. Oh, imagine him wrestling Andrew Martin. Test boot. I got a boot for you. Oh, my God. I really like this one. You're going to earmark this one, too. Ooh, okay. An earmark for Red <laughs> Foreman. <clears throat> Dr. Spock finishes opponents with the Vulcan death grip, but enters to the Star Wars main theme by John Williams. Oh, uh, troll, troll, lol, 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 lol. Also, the Vulcan Death Grip is a real finishing maneuver, so... <laughs> is that cheating? Nah, it's fine. I love how that got made up, made up because there was, like, a bad guy was going to run away. And he's like, he can't run away from me. Why? Because I have my Vulcan Death Grip. And they're like, what? I'm going to grab him here, and then he can't move. And they're like, you know what? Love it. Yes, it's canon. It's canon. <laughs> I love how shit, how low budget shit happens. We can't let this guy just run away. <laughs> we can't just shoot him either. Well, that's the beauty of sci-fi. He can't run away because just, if I do this, he can't move. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's go some points there. Uh, I, 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 I half troll. I, yeah, it's. 
I mean, that doesn't do anything for me with the whole Star Trek versus Star Wars thing. <clears throat> so, because I really don't have a dog in that fight. Like, I love Star Wars, and I'm not really a Star Trek fan, but I don't love Star Wars enough or have any form of dislike for Star Trek whatsoever to ever have a dog in that fight. It's just not the case. Like, I if like you were just both. like... If you're like, if you're like, you want to do a Star Wars versus Star Trek debate, I would be like, I will moderate your debate, but I will not participate in it. Another right. idea for that roundtable show that I want to do. Doogie Hauser comes out to a bad case of loving you, and his finisher is the MDDT. <laughs> That's clever. That's points. Bad case of loving you. Doctor, doctor. So, and ultimate. Did you notice that Neil Patrick Harris has competed twice now? Yes, he has. <laughs> NPH. Penultimate entry. Al Bundy comes down to Bad by the Bone by George Thorogood, and his finisher is the touchdown. Very good. That's points. And now it's time for the final entry. Scooby Doo enters to Bad to the Bone. And his finisher is buried bone. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you are you serious? Bruh. Bruh. You literally saw the entry above you, right? And you actually duplicated the song? Uh you done fucked up. And the finisher name isn't even Buried bone. Yeah, that's sound. That's like a sexual thing. Also, it's Scooby Doo. Where are you? <coughs> Rot row raggy. This entry gets buried. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. All right. So you have three earmarks. Yes. Let's go back and revisit those. Inspector Gadget locks in the yep. do- the mandible Dr. Claw. Right, yep. I remember the Inspector go. Gadget. That one was really good. Pee-wee Herman beat it. Yep. The one-handed I, power yep. stroke. And Red Foreman, dumbass song, big boot up the ass. Well, they can keep the earmarks, but the winner has to go to Inspector Gadget. That one definitely popped me the hardest. Okay. Your winner. And perpetual frontrunner, Dan Dahl. Well, he's he's a clever guy. He should... You, boner points go to Tom Dickinson and Joshua Vargason. Do you care to know who got zero points? Uh, yeah, let, tell me who fucked up so I can make fun of him. It was... Shut up! Chev. I can't even say you know better, because you might not. Chev. No. I am. I am disappoint. I am disappoint. But, that was a good game. And considering I literally had to come up with that game after 8 o'clock on a Monday, because I wasn't prepared, and I'm like, I just kind of threw it together. Uh, Oh, 
cool. Your message is over 2,000 characters, so it has to be a file. There you go. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, dog. That's fine. That's fine. I uh, will copy these over. Well, that's the show this week. Next week, we'll have a quick review of what happened at the AEW show. Chris might talk about that GSW reunion show for a Boy Scout stuff. Uh, I might mention it. And uh, maybe Glenn will be back. Should we get the hashtag going free Glenn? Maybe. <laughs> and send it to his job. I mean, it kind of makes sense why he's busy this year. Maybe it's tax season, so now people are people are finding out how much money they're getting or not getting, so now they're making their uh, insurance claims. Yep. Because they it. either got the backup or they don't have the backup, and they need to make the claim now. Plus, there's other factors about Glenn's job that has him pretty busy that we can't... I'm not going to say on the air, but uh, we know there's there's some stuff happening there, so... I'm sure that has something to do with it, too. But you know what? Maybe Glenn will be free to come back next week and deliver you with some wrestling goodness. And we can talk about all the great New Japan. Oh, wait. Fantastic <sighs> Naito versus Hiromu title ma- non-title match for the anniversary show. And once again, if you want exclusive content... If you want exclusive content, your own personal VIP show that you can actively participate in and create segments for and all this other stuff, please, please, please subscribe. It only costs you five buckaroos a month. You don't have to do any of the higher tiers, just five buckaroos. All right. That's it for this week's show. We'll see you next week. Laters.